92.7 Brad FM. Good morning. It's Mayo. And in the studio with me right now is Sherry from the Women's Freedom Center. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. How are you on this fine Sunday morning? <laughs> Wide awake, thankfully. <laughs> All right. Between everything, the, we- the crazy weather we're getting. And so I just, you know, it's been cold now and the wind. I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> You know, more and more layers. <laughs> exactly. You know, that wind chill is just brutal yes. out there. <laughs> so, so what brings you into the studio this morning? Well, we um, always appreciate a chance to talk with our community in different ways. So we appreciate the station making time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the recent things that the Women's Freedom Center has been really grateful to be able to host um, was a a retreat for survivors of sexual violence earlier in November on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it was really a moving experience, I would say, uh, not just for the survivors, but also for us as advocates and for some of the facilitators who brought workshops um, to the survivors. Mm -hmm. And one of our hopes in the new year is actually to be doing this on a more regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those who aren't familiar, the Women's Freedom Center supports all survivors of domestic and sexual violence and all genders. Um, And we do host some ongoing support groups for different survivors. So we have a weekly group for survivors of domestic violence, um, as well as a women for sobriety support group that happens once a week. And um, this past year, we've had a monthly group for survivors of sexual violence, but it was a little bit hard for a topic that complex Mm -hmm. um, for people to participate and kind of get into some deeper conversations within just the hour time frame. Mm -hmm. And what we found during this particular um, Saturday retreat is having a more spacious forum for that and just a very organic kind of um, outline for how we hoped it would evolve and then just letting it be what it was going to be really opened everybody up to that. So, you know, understandably given what survivors have experienced, and what we all in our culture have been witnessing the past year plus with the Me Too news and headlines, like every freaking week, really, right? right? There's more news coming out. And then much more recently with the Supreme Court hearings, that's been hard for a lot of people to witness seeing in our culture. Um, But it's been particularly impactful for many survivors and for some, re-traumatizing to hear some of these um, stories. Uh, so obviously, some part of that retreat was going to focus on that, and we did. Right. And there uh-huh. were some really deep conversations. But the other end of that spectrum was also there, right? So we had survivors there who um, had that experience of sexual violence pretty recently, and it was okay. maybe still much more raw an experience and we also had some for whom this had happened decades ago and in that entire room there was so much solidarity and sharing and insights in all directions right Right. it was not there was no distinction between sort of advocates and facilitators and survivors because there were many who wore different hats there right and had other had other similar experiences and also brought insights and wisdom to the group um and that was awesome to see and there was also you know we we talked a little bit off the air that we all kind of need some comic relief right that happened in this retreat as well Mm -hmm. there was raucous laughter there was like some profanity you know it was just an amazing um circle of support yeah, they were survivors. letting it out. They were they letting, were letting it, out. it out, right? And yeah. so, yeah, there was, you know, great 
solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some great activism kind of coming out in those conversations. So it was the whole spectrum. It was awesome. That's and wonderful. yeah, we are looking forward to hosting these um, hopefully on a, on a quarterly basis. Okay. Um, going forward. So we're still fleshing out some of those details at the Freedom Center. But if folks have any questions, it's um, at a confidential location. So we do ask that people call us to find out more information and to sign up. Okay. Um, and our office number for that is 257-7364. Okay. Uh, and we will keep them aware of sort of what's happening in the timeline. And across the board, we're, um, we're also creating a uh, more opportunities for community members to participate in the work that we do. And we're calling um, that sort of participation movement builders. And to find out more about that or any of the events that we host year round, not just for survivors, but for all allies, the easiest way to be kept informed is to follow us on Facebook, Women's Freedom Center Facebook page. It's a pretty awesome um, activist page just to find out information, not just about what we're doing, but amazing work that's happening around the country, inspired work by other allies. So that's a great way to stay informed. And then also, again, 257-7364 um, is our phone number to find out about this particular retreat going forward. Is somebody monitoring the Facebook page yeah. like all the time? So if somebody needs, because everyone's in their phone, obviously. So if they yep. need to call or need to Facebook message someone, They'll answer. Well, Facebook is probably um, not the best way to get ongoing support. We're not monitoring it in the sense of like hotline support, right? The most, yeah, it's a great question though. I'm glad you raised that. And the same with, you know, people can, if that's the only way they can reach out, they can put that information out there. The same with our email address, but for crisis support, first of all, that's not the most confidential or the most up to the minute response. So for, you know, and even for the hotline, you know, having safe technology People don't always have that luxury, right? You're but right. the the safest way to have a completely confidential, even an anonymous conversation, twenty four seven, is to get to a safe phone, mm-hmm. right? Lots of places people can do that if yes. their own tech has been compromised. You know, even getting to the police station or the hospital or right. any place, right? If yeah. they're able to do that or borrow a phone, a friend's safe phone, but calling our hotline, which is confidential 24 seven for safety conversations, right? right? For exactly. info. Yeah. They can reach out to us in other ways, but okay. let me just put our 24 hour confidential hotline out there. Sure. Um, people do not even need to use their real name if they don't want to, but the safest way to get an advocate 24 seven is two five four. 6954 and that is our crisis hotline 254-6954 okay good all right got it yeah all right (laughs) excellent that sounds good so what else is going on well one of the other folks that we would love to just um we we thank the community that helped the grateful donors that helped us put this survivor retreat on in particular i want to say um the wonderful folks at the vermont deli um the the food that was provided um, was fantastic, and mm-hmm. that really helped us. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of great support, and we we like to thank the donors on our Facebook page, so folks can check them out. And if that's a business that you frequent, please thank them for supporting us. Um, some other folks that really deserve an ongoing thank you year round is um, a particular. 
um, group of nurses, and they're called SANE nurses. And SANE is an acronym. Mm-hmm. It stands for Sexual Assault Nurse Examiner. And these are specially trained nurses, and they respond in the emergency room anytime there has been a sexual assault or a rape and the survivor goes to the ER. These are the specially trained nurses that are called in any hour of the day um, to do an examination, whether that's strictly for wellness or if the person has decided they want to try to prosecute. Um, These nurses are really the front lines of um, support and the first folks, uh, as far as the healing journey goes for survivors, the first folks they may see are these particular nurses. And as advocates, we are also called by the emergency room and we're there within 30 minutes as well. But um, just a note of gratitude to these nurses, any of you who might be friends or family or coworkers at the hospital, either Grace Cottage or Brattleboro Memorial mm-hmm. or Springfield Hospital, if you have a colleague who's a sane nurse, um, please thank them for the work they do because it's vital and it's often sort of under the radar yeah, in our community right. that this is some of the first support that survivors often get if they choose to go to the emergency room. That's fantastic. And it's good to know that there is help out there. There really is. You Absolutely. Know? You know, my heart just goes out to all of you for your support, continuous support for to help people. It's great. You're doing wonderful things. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Well, and we always appreciate, you know, our allies in different forms of media in this community that make a platform for this because yeah. it helps us get the word out there Absolutely. to the community. So yeah, yes. thank you for that. Very important. Thank These you. These nurses are wonderful. Absolutely. Have they always been there or or is it something new? It's not new. I believe um, my, I'm not sure about the exact timeline, but I know probably 10 or 15 years ago, um, if people came to the emergency room, I don't know that there was something as formalized as the training that now happens. And I believe every state has something similar, may call them something else, Um, but there's particular training and not everybody um, feels able to do it, um, wants to do it, and that's understandable. And for survivors in particular, it can have an enormous impact, not just on them emotionally, but if they decide to go forward and try to prosecute, um, it can be critical that very specially trained nurses are the ones actually doing this forensic exam. Mm-hmm. And there is a window of time. Survivors don't need to make these decisions. They might know from the get-go that they do not want to talk to law enforcement. They don't want to go to court, but they definitely want to be checked out mm-hmm. um, to make sure that there isn't anything else they need to be aware of. So right. going to the ER in no way starts a chain reaction, right? They don't have to make that decision. They also can leave it open-ended and have some time to decide. And just in that moment, um, maybe decide to get the evidence while it still is kind of viable for potential prosecution and think about that. And, And we... People can, if they have questions about that, they can always call the Freedom Center, even confidentially, Okay. Right. And we some of the calls we get are not just from survivors. Sometimes they're from friends and loved ones. Right. And that's been happening, especially during this most kind of public year of Me Too. And again, brave survivors have been trying to come forward forever. Right. So there's a lot more help out there. There's a lot more help out there. There used to be because everyone (laughs) felt alone before. Yep. And now they're coming out because everyone's helping now yep. and because of this. Yep, absolutely. And so, so you know, we say if, um, if alert, you know, um, concerned bystanders have some questions, they can also give us a call at the Freedom Center. And again, they don't have to give us specifics either right. or their own name. We've had that from folks who've 
experienced sexual harassment or witnessed it in the workplace, what do I do? Again, the Women's Freedom Center hosts um, bystander empowerment workshops for workplaces, civic groups, faith communities about helping end sexual harassment in the workplace. Or you may in the last year have had a friend or a loved one or a close family member finally disclose that this happened to them. Um, and there may be questions about how can I be a good supporter of my mom who's mm-hmm. just shared this with me. This happened before I was born and I didn't know it. Yeah. These really painful conversations are happening more and more now. Yeah. And it's a reminder that survivors are all around us. We yeah. all know survivors. Yeah. We just may not know that about right. them exactly. in their lives, but it's on the news constantly. And so it has an impact how we respond. We may be watching a movie with a friend who's getting triggered and how we respond to these jokes Mm. um, can have a direct impact on someone that is very dear to us. And so it's good that these conversations are coming out and we can all be awesome alert bystanders and supporters for our friends who may be um, survivors Mm -hmm. um, and our friends who may be perpetrators. Mm, right? Who right. may be listening to how does this joke go down, right? Mm-hmm. Are people taking it lightly and laughing it off? Or um, are people starting to reduce this kind of sexist comfort zone that offenders often have thinking mm. people are going to look the other way because they always have. Yeah, right. And maybe they're not anymore. Right? right? And right. that's how our culture shifts. All right. Good, yeah. good stuff. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Can you give the hotline one more time? Absolutely. Okay. So our hotline number is 254 254- Six nine five four, and if folks just have questions about how they can get involved or sign up for one of our um, workshops of any kind, our business line is two five seven seven three six four. And again, thank you so much for the chance to come on the air. Thank you so much, Sherry. Appreciate that, and we'll talk again right. as as time goes by. Great, doing wonderful things. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. All right, Sherry. There goes Sherry from the Women's Freedom Center. It's ninety two seven Brad FM.